guys. Welcome back to Typically Peachy. How's everyone's week going? Are you making it through? Are you ready for the weekend? What's new with me? Both of those things are existing at the same time. I'm making it through the week. I am also ready for the weekend. But overall, I feel like it's been a pretty good week. Fairly busy, as usual. I'm actually back home in Minnesota again for a wedding reception, which I am very, very excited for. That's coming up this weekend. I'll get to see some of my family, some people that I love and care about. And of course, we will get to celebrate the happy couple, so that will be very fun. We decided to take the train home again, which we have really been loving. It is such a great experience. It just feels like you are in a completely different location. I don't really know. It just feels like kind of a premium way to travel, even though, like I told you guys, it's pretty cost effective. You get to see beautiful sights. You get to actually be comfortable. It does take longer, of course, but we love it. Other than that, traveling home, being home now, this past weekend was really fun. I feel like it felt fulfilling and long, which does not always happen. On Friday, we had a date night. We tried a new restaurant that was really good, which was actually really fun because I feel like we haven't gone to a new restaurant in quite a while. Once you find ones that you love, sometimes there's a tendency to stick with them. But I'm glad we were able to try it, and I feel like we're definitely going to go back there. Then on Saturday, I had such an ideal start to my morning. I woke up. I made myself coffee. I read my Vogue magazine. I sat by my window in my comfy yellow chair. The sun was out. The vibes were immaculate. It was just such a perfect way to start my day. And I know that people always say, don't go on your phone first thing in the morning. But I actually did that. Like, I really did that on Saturday. I didn't even look at my phone for the time. I waited until I left our bedroom, went into the living room, saw the clock to view the time. I know, wild concept. But then I really just did not go on my phone, like, the entire morning. Because the only thing I really would have wanted it for right then would have been the time, and I was able to get that elsewhere. And honestly, the time didn't even really matter because we didn't have day plans on Saturday which was great because then after my leisurely perfect morning, I decided to go run some errands because it was such a beautiful day outside. So I started off by getting another cup of coffee. Then I went to go get some alterations done, just walked everywhere, soaked in the sun, listened to music. And then I actually went to a record store that I've wanted to go to for a long time, but I just, I don't know, felt like I hadn't had the time to do it, but I didn't have plans on Saturday. So I was like, I'm going to go check out this record store. And it was a really cute record store. I bought some new records, which, by the way, I feel like I was really inspired to do that because while I was reading my Vogues that morning, I had my record player on. So it was just a very calming environment. So I thought, why not try to expand my collection? So I did that. And then I came home, really just relaxed some more. And then at night, we watched the USC game. We had some friends over. And we full-on had a party from the couch, party from the living room. We did not leave after I came back. We stayed home all night with our friends, just had a really great time. And that is such an underrated thing that, you guys know me, I'll get to later on in this episode, because it really stuck with me as a positive. But yeah, I have some reflections from my Saturday night. Then on Sunday, another chill day, got some editing done started season five of love is blind my boyfriend cooked us dinner 
just an overall really great weekend. Like I said, doesn't it sound really whole and fulfilling? It definitely was. So it was a great way to start the week. Now we're here. That's all that's new with me. So let's get into the rest of this episode because we have stuff that I'm very excited to talk about. So let's get right into it. Starting off with what's hot. First up, big news in the world of entertainment, but honestly kind of beyond. This has been affecting multiple industries, which really is wild to see how much it's all connected. Variety writes, the writer's strike is over. WGA votes to lift strike order after 148 days. The Writers Guild of America WGA strike is officially over. On the 148th day of the work stoppage, the board of the WGA West and Council of the WGA East voted unanimously on Tuesday to lift the strike order as of 12.01 a.m. Pacific time on Wednesday, following a tentative agreement on a new minimum basic agreement MBA contract with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, AMPTP. That means writers can go back to work as of Wednesday, even before the ratification vote on the contract. The unanimous decision to end the strike comes two days after the writers and Hollywood Studios successfully concluded talks for a new three-year MBA deal on September 24th. Following a marathon negotiation session, the two sides were able to find compromises on key sticking points, including generative AI in the creative process, minimum staffing requirements for writers' rooms, and streaming residuals. The vote to lift the strike order followed unanimous votes by the WGA's negotiating committee, the WGA West Board, and WGA East Council to send the contract to members for ratification. Until now, the WGA has maintained the work stoppage was still in effect telling members when the tentative deal was struck Sunday. Quote, To be clear, no one is to return to work until specifically authorized by the Guild. We are still on strike until then, but we are, as of today, suspending WGA picketing. Instead, if you are able, we encourage you to join the SAG-AFTRA picket lines this week. SAG-AFTRA is still picketing the AMPTP, awaiting its turn to return to the negotiating table amid its 75-day strike. On Tuesday, the WGA released the complete 94-page MBA contract and a summary of the new terms. The deal includes gains in compensation, a new requirement for minimum staff levels in TV writers' rooms, improved payment terms for screenwriters, and protections for the use of artificial intelligence in the writing process. Per the Guild's agreement, AI can't write or rewrite literary material and AI-generated material will not be considered source material under the MBA, meaning that AI-generated material can't be used to undermine a writer's credit or separated rights. A writer can choose to use AI when performing writing services if the company consents and provided that the writer follows applicable company policies, but the company can't require the writer to use AI software, example ChatGBT, when performing writing services. The company must disclose to the writer if any materials given to the writer has been generated by AI or incorporate AI-generated materials. The WGA reserves the right to assert that exploitation of writer's material to train AI is prohibited by MBA or other law. The WGA's ratification vote will be held from October 2nd to October 9th. The WGA will host member meetings on both coasts this week in person and on Zoom, 
to discuss the details of the contract. Given the enthusiastic endorsement of the WGA Negotiating Committee, it is expected to be easily ratified by strike-weary members. All right, guys, this is great news. The writers have been out there for so long, fighting for protections, and now there is finally a resolution. Thank goodness. I'm happy that, like they said, the WGA Negotiating Committee is enthusiastic about this. They wrote in a letter to the members on Sunday that the deal was exceptional. So this is very exciting. And it's important to note that for even one of the points that they were fighting, for instance, the usage of AI, I think we're all going to be seeing that as a point of contention in multiple industries. So finding a way to protect, but still be able to utilize technology, but without eliminating jobs, it's a very, very tricky balance. But I think it's definitely something to strive for, definitely something to fight for. And actors are next, so we'll see how it all plays out. But this was very exciting, very hopeful news coming into this week. And it's just been progressing throughout the days. We'll all stand by for more updates. Next up for what's hot, some music news for everyone. According to Pitchfork.com, Usher performing at 2024 Super Bowl halftime show. Following Rihanna's return to live performances in 2023, the R&B singer takes the stage on February 11th. Usher has been announced as the headliner for the 2024 Apple Music Super Bowl halftime show. The Super Bowl is taking place on Sunday, February 11th at Allegiant Stadium in Paradise, Nevada. It will broadcast live on CBS. Usher said in a new interview with Zane Lowe on Apple Music One, It's been on my bucket list for a long time. I've been asked many a times, what are the benchmarks or what are the things that matter most to you? Obviously performing, but being able to perform on that stage because so many amazing performers have graced it and did an amazing job. Of course, the obsession of that starts, but man, the excitement of this moment and being able to savor this moment. You remember the first time you heard your record on the radio. This is like that for me. Usher also told Lowe that on the same day he headlines the Super Bowl, he'll release a new album called Coming Home. He called the album, quote, a love letter once again to the legacy of his career. He continued, you know, I've been coming home in a lot of different ways. The choice of music and reconnection to some of the people that I've worked with from my past. And I always wanted to work with writers that I've actually made hit number one records with. In a sense, I'm coming home because I'm in that comfortable space. When you're at home, you're comfortable. When you're at home, you feel connected. Elevate, rise, and inspire. All right, guys, what do we think about the choice? Do we like Usher? Are we excited for the halftime performance? I personally am excited for it. There's a lot of music, specifically from Usher's past. That was definitely a staple in like my middle school, early high school years. So I think it's going to be cool. I will say last year I was incredibly excited. I don't know how anyone couldn't be incredibly excited having Rihanna headline after she hadn't performed in five years. So that was iconic. But for this next halftime performance, I really feel like this is going to be a show. I think he's going to pull out all the stops. I'm interested to see if he has any guest performers come out. I think it's going to be good. 
I kind of always think they're going to be good, but I don't know. I'm excited for it. And I like how he talked about the fact that it actually was a dream for him because it is a huge deal, you know, to be the Super Bowl halftime performer. Like he said, so many greats have done it before him. So to be amongst that caliber of performers, which we know Usher is already a huge star, but I do like when artists still kind of have these big goals that they have not yet achieved, that when they do achieve them, they remember how cool it is to be in the position that they're in. So I don't know. I like that. I like that he acknowledged that, and I'm happy for him that he's getting to fulfill one of his lifelong dreams. We will see how the performance shakes out. I'm sure it's going to be good. I'm sure it's going to be entertaining. But I'm also sure people are going to have all sorts of different opinions about it. So we'll stay tuned to hear more. All right, guys, that's it for what's hot. Now let's get right into what's good. First up, I have some content to recommend. Two movies. And the first one is a new one, a really funny one, a great family comedy, and it is called You Are So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah. It is heartfelt, it is funny, it is family-oriented, and it was just all around a fun watch. Here's your summary. Stacy and Lydia are BFFs who've always dreamed about having epic bat mitzvahs. However, Things start to go comically awry when a popular boy and middle school drama threatens their friendship and their rite of passage. It is on Netflix. It stars Adam Sandler and his family. His daughters are in the movie. They are main characters. One of his daughters is actually the main character. His wife is in the movie. Not as his wife, but as another person's wife. Adina Menzel is in the movie. It's just a great cast, and I love that he included his family in it. It made it honestly feel way more realistic and just fun to watch the family dynamic on screen together. I thought his daughters did so well. And this is just a cute, fun movie that pulls at your heartstrings a little bit, gives you some nostalgia, has some of those embarrassing moments where you are really feeling for kids at that age. If you're looking for something like that this weekend, again, it is called You Are So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah, and you can watch it on Netflix. The second movie I want to recommend is 500 Days of Summer, which is one that's been out a while, but I kind of have intentionally not watched it because I knew, well, how do I say this? I don't want to give it away. I don't want to give away the ending of this movie, but I didn't watch it because I had heard from people that it was more of an untraditional rom-com. I guess that's the best way that I can put it without giving away the ending of this movie. I just knew ahead of time that it wasn't going to be all lovey-dovey all the time. And honestly, I kind of feel like I can give away the ending. This movie has been out for so, so long. But I won't. I'll let you guys watch it. I don't want to dissuade you from watching it, because truly... What people told me about it dissuaded me from watching it all this time. Like, I remember when this movie came out, I was going to watch it. But then I kind of heard about it, and I was like, oh, I don't know. But I finally watched it, and I am happy to report that I actually really liked it. And I'm honestly almost kind of glad that I waited to watch it, because I don't know if I would have liked it as much if I was younger. And I'm looking it up right now, and I guess technically they don't call it a comedy at all, so it's not a rom-com. It's a romance indie film. 
But I don't know. I thought some parts were pretty funny. Here's your summary if you have not yet seen it. Tom, played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, greeting card writer and hopeless romantic, is caught completely off guard when his girlfriend, Summer, played by Zoe Deschanel, suddenly dumps him. He reflects on their 500 days together to try to figure out where their love affair went sour, and in doing so, Tom rediscovers his true passions in life. So, like I said, a little bit untraditional in the sense that this is kind of a breakup movie. She dumps him, and then it's about their reflection, and it goes back and forth between the different days within the 500 days, and it's just done really well. It was incredibly entertaining. Also, Chloe Grace Moretz is in this movie. She's Joseph Gordon-Levitt's sister, and she just has a cute role in it, wise beyond her years. I thought the acting was really great overall, and the story just seems like one that is not seen in romance movies very often, but it does have a very distinct element of reality to it. So I thought it was really good. I'm glad I finally watched it. If for some reason you guys have also steered clear of this movie, maybe now's the time to check it out. Again, it is called 500 Days of Summer, and you can watch it on Max. Alright guys, and last up for what's good, your song. It is called Keepsake by The Dregs. I found it on my Discover Weekly as I was listening to music, strolling the streets on Saturday, and it's just a really great, fun, upbeat song. Check it out. As always, you can find it on our playlist, Typically Peachy, What's Good, on Spotify. And now we have made it to need to know basis. Let's get into it, bringing it back to the beginning. Talking about my Saturday night, this idea of partying from the couch, having a great time from the comfort of your own home. It's a concept that at its core, it seems incredibly obvious. Like, yes, of course, you can have fun at home. You can have people over to your house. You can create a party wherever you are. But I think sometimes I get so stuck on thinking that I want to go out. I want to experience things outside of my apartment. I want to try new bars, new restaurants, new night spots, whatever it may be. And while that is so fun, and especially being in a city, I definitely recommend venturing out. What I also really feel like is so valuable that sometimes I don't prioritize because I'm always wanting to go out, is just staying in. And not staying in and doing nothing, not staying in and making it like every single other night that you're home, but just really making it a fun time. Inviting people over, still doing the thing that you would have done if you had gone out, like we were watching the USC game. Our initial plan was to go to a bar, so we were going to be doing the same exact thing, which it would have been fun if we went out too, but I'm so glad that we had people over this past weekend because it really does fulfill a lot of things that you're not able to get if you do go out. Of course, you're saving money, which I get is not the most glamorous thing ever, but sometimes it is nice to not have a super spendy weekend or to just be more conscious of it. If you're going out all the time, it definitely adds up. So it was nice to just be able to take a breather from spending on drinks, on food, on all of it. 
another pro, you don't have to go home at any point because you're already home. That eliminates the Ubers or the walk home at night or whatever it may be. It's just nice to be in the location that you're going to be ending the night at, which I feel like rarely happens for us, so it actually was really nice and kind of different. Another thing, it's just kind of such a cozy space to be at home with your friends. There's something just sort of kind of comforting and cute and wholesome about that. Just having people over in a safe space with great energy. You still have your drinks. You still have your food. You still have the activity that you're doing. I feel like it also prompts like really fun conversation and just a very different energy. I wouldn't say one is better than the other in terms of the energy of going out versus the energy of being at home. But they're just different and it's nice to be able to experience both of them. Again, this is not to say that we're going to be staying home every single weekend now and just having people over. But I do think that I want to do it more. And it's not like there's a ton of entertaining that's involved with something like this. Like all you have to do really is have drinks on hand and then my boyfriend also made us nachos. (laughs) That was it. But people stayed over for a really long time. We were having a great time. And I don't know, when I was thinking about it Sunday morning, I was reflecting on how great a time I had. I understand that this is not a revolutionary concept. Maybe you guys do this all the time. And if you do do it all the time, maybe switch it up for yourself next weekend. Maybe try going out if you usually stay in. And if you usually go out, stay in. I think just incorporating differences in your weekends in how you're partying, in where you're partying, if you're partying, it could be a really great thing. At the very least, it keeps it interesting. So that is my weekly reflection. Party from your couch. It's a ton of fun. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week, a fantastic weekend. Spend some time with the people that you love. Say something nice to a stranger. Switch up your routine every once in a while, even if it's in a pretty small way. And don't forget to stay peachy, my friends.